Hey friends, welcome to the Sev Talks Money Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sev. Here on the Sev Talks Money Podcast, I share practical tips, realistic strategies, and workable solutions that lead to financial freedom. Occasionally, I'll have guests stopping by who share their financial freedom breakthrough stories. Don't forget to subscribe because you do not want to miss any of the helpful tips and inspiring stories. Today's topic is emergency funds. First, I want to talk about ways we can build an emergency fund. Then I want to share some impacts of not having an emergency fund. And finally, I want to share information on a new employer trend in emergency fund savings. Hello and welcome if this is your first time. If you are returning, welcome back. Here at Dr. Sev Talks Money, we share practical tips, realistic strategies, and workable solutions that lead to financial freedom for women and women entrepreneurs. So let's just dive right in. And before I dive in, I just want to say this, that no matter what I say here, if you are not of the opinion that an emergency fund is important, you won't do anything. So the first thing I want to address is mindset. Now, I have several uh, content um, on the channel, and I'm going to be sharing it also on the podcast. I'm going to be linking it on the podcast around mindset. Because no matter what we do, if we don't have the right mindset, we won't be successful. As soon as something comes along that just gives us a little bit of challenge, we might want to give up. So the first, again, the first thing I want to talk about in building an emergency fund is mindset. Now, why is mindset important? I want to remind you that building an emergency fund is not a lifelong thing to do. You're not going to be doing that every day for the rest of your life. You may want to make some initial sacrifices to build that emergency fund. And again, if your mindset is not geared toward prioritizing that emergency fund, you may want to choose, you probably choose eating out several times per week over building that emergency fund. So again, because the emergency fund is not a lifetime thing, it is a you're going to set a period of time. You're going to say, I need an emergency fund to cushion me in the event something happens. I can pull from that fund. I don't have to pull from my assets. I don't have to pull from my bank account. I don't have to go get a loan from the bank. I don't have to borrow money from a family or family member or a friend. I have the, this emergency fund that can cushion me against life's emergencies. And so you decide how much you want to have in that emergency fund. Look, take a look at your budget and you may say, okay, my budget is $3,000 per month. What are some of the things that could possibly be a, an emergency? What could possibly happen based on my lifestyle? Do you have a vehicle that maybe is 10 years old? So you may have more repairs than normal. Maybe you have health issues and there's a possibility 
that you may be admitted to the hospital because of those, those health issues or your, your medications might be very expensive because of those health issues. So you want to consider your lifestyle and based on that, based on your budget, determine how much you want to set aside for your emergency fund. And once you do that, then you get into the mindset that I need to set this cushion in the event something happens. So you are going to prioritize the emergency fund and you are going to make some sacrifices in order to build that emergency fund. That is the part where a lot of us get tripped up because when we think emergency fund, we think we have to sacrifice forever and ever and a day. And no, an emergency fund is a, you're going to set a specific time, a specific amount, and you are going to do everything you can to build that fund so that in the event of an emergency, you have some cushion. Okay. So again, this is not a lifestyle thing. It is something you're doing with a target date and a target amount. Now, here I want to talk about some things that we can do to build that emergency fund. And the first category I want to talk about is cutting expenses. And I'm looking at low-hanging fruit. I'm not going into big expenses. I'm talking low-hanging fruit. Now, one of the first low-hanging fruit is groceries and eating out. Again, remember that a an emergency fund that you're building is not going to be a lifestyle thing. It's not going to be something you're doing forever and ever and ever, okay? So because of that, you may want to create menu, weekly menus when you go shopping. Create weekly menus so you're not going into the store and just shopping. I've done that. I go into the store and I'm like, well, you know what? I think I may make some spaghetti. So let me get some ground beef and some, some noodles. Hmm, maybe I'll make some baked chicken too. So I load up on all of these things. And if I'm shopping weekly, I don't need all of those things. And then sometimes I go back to the store the next week and I don't even remember I have all those other things and I'm buying again. So if I have a menu and I know that during that week, you know, for, for the next six months, I am going to sacrifice because I need to make a thousand, I need to save a thousand dollars, right? Then I am going to create a menu and I'm going to give myself some fun money because you don't want to sacrifice so much that you don't have fun and then you want to give up. So I'm going to create a menu that allow myself some fun. And I create the menu and I go shopping just for those items. And one day per week or one day every two weeks, one day every eight days, whatever it is that you want to do, for me, it's one day per week that I eat out because I give myself that fun break because I know that I am working towards a specific goal. So groceries and eating out is a low hanging fruit that you can use to cut expenses and use that money to build your emergency fund. And again, start from your current budget, start from your current expenses so that you can know what it, what it is that you can cut out and be able to take that money and fund an emergency fund. Now, the next thing that I would want to say to you is look at your recurring expenses like an insurance, your insurance. Do you automatically renew or do you check on discounts? Do you call around to other insurance companies? Some of us are loyal to insurance companies. 
I have no idea why. They're not loyal to you. They're not loyal to me. So why are we loyal to a specific insurance company? Try to get the best deal. And if you have insurance, you pay for six months. Like for me, I pay every six months. And if I pay for this six months and they're renewing and they're increasing my insurance and I know that I didn't do anything, I didn't have a ticket, I didn't have anything, then I'm checking around. If they're sending me something and they're sending me a lower insurance um, bill for the next six months, yeah, I might just go ahead and renew. But if it's increasing, uh, I am going to be calling around. So that's another low-hanging fruit because there is such a difference in price of auto insurance, homeowners insurance, renters insurance. There's such a difference in price that it behooves us to shop around. Okay, the third section in the cutting expenses on the low-hanging fruit is subscriptions. Sis, if you haven't used a subscription in a year, you're not going to use it. Go ahead and cancel it. If you're like me, you may say, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to cancel it because I, I, I'm going to use it. I, I'm going to use that service. I'm going to do whatever. And it sits there and, it, and a year passed, two years passed, and you're paying for something you're not using. So this is another low hanging fruit. Look at those subscriptions that you have. How much are you taking advantage of the subscriptions? Are they really necessary? Can you cancel them and then go back to them when you need them? rather than keep paying and then you're not using them. So I have I have canceled a few things that are nice to have, but really they weren't really furthering my goals for, for what I have. And again, you know, start with your budget, start with that bottom line. What is it that you want to achieve? Because if you don't do that, then this is going to be, this stuff won't make any sense. You have to have a goal. You have to say, I want to save this money because of X, Y, Z. I have a purpose and a goal for saving this money, and that will help to drive your goal. So again, cut off those subscriptions. I mean, TV, TV services, I, I share all the time that I have not had TV services in seven years. When I, once I started my doctorate, I got rid of TV services because it was a distraction, and I have not missed it. So a lot of things that we think we need, we may not need it. So I invite you to explore some of the things that you are paying for that you may not really need. It's more a crutch, an emotional crutch, than it is a need. So I challenge you, if you don't have an emergency fund and you need to build one, consider these items. Again, These are this is based on a goal that you're trying to achieve. Now, the other category that I would uh, invite you to look at is creating extra income. So we've looked at how can we cut expenses. Let's talk about how we can make extra income. And again, these are low-hanging fruit. I'm not going into details about other things that we can do. These are the low-hanging fruit, quick things that we can do to cut expenses. And then for these, make extra money. Sell the stuff that you have in the closet. If you're a size 8, 10 now, those size 1s that you have in the back of the closet, go ahead and get rid of them. You're not going to, you're not going to wear them again. Okay. So let's not fool ourselves. Okay. I hope that's not too harsh. <laughs> let's not fool ourselves. There are things we have in our houses that we say we're going to use and we really are not going to use them. If you have not used that stuff for a year, two years, three years, talking to myself too. If you have not used that stuff, get rid of it, sell it. Somebody needs what you have. Have a yard sale. 
sell it online, whatever you need to do, get rid of that stuff, make that extra money and fund your, your uh, emergency fund. I shared before about, you know, um, automating the, the savings. I started an extra savings account with, um, what is it, Navy Federal <laughs> um, in May, of, no, in April of this year. And just before the show, I went in and checked the balance because I, I, I set it to auto fund that account. And it was up to $925. And I started that in May. So I'm putting $100 every paycheck in that account. So I'm sharing that to let you know that if you set up your auto, set up your auto savings, you sell the stuff, you deposit it in that account, before you know it, it grows to a, an amount that would give you some peace of mind. All right. So the third thing, the second thing I want to share in the extra income category, scrounge the want ads. What are people needing and how can you provide a service? If you are maybe retired and you don't have an emergency fund or you'd like to build up your emergency fund or you'd like to build up some money for, um, you know, investments, can you maybe help a parent out by taking, looking after their kids after school or before school, if they have to go in early and they can't stay for the school bus, can you maybe keep an eye on that child and then take them to the school bus? And then when the bus drops them off, you keep them at home for a minimum amount. That's that money adds up. Maybe that's something you can do. Can you tutor right now with people being online and uh, the world not completely opened up? There's a need for these kind of services. There are people who are going back to work now and they have young kids and they are they don't want to put their kids in a in the you know in the after school program with everybody else and they may need your service. So you can charge them a, a reduced amount and that will help you out with your with funding your emergency fund. You know, older people are now on the internet because we're all locked in. So maybe you have a skill where you can help them navigate the internet. Is there something that you need? What is it that you need that is not provided that you think somebody else can provide? Is that something that you can research and build a business around it or build a little part-time thing where you can provide a service? Be creative. Look around. What do we need? The, the times have changed. People are locked in their house. What is it that you can do? Can you bake cakes? Can you, does your, you know, kids, the kids that they hang around, what kind of things are they doing? What kinds of activities are they getting into? Can you provide maybe meals for when, you know, when they go play football or, or whatever it is that they pay some kind of sport, can you provide some kind of snack? Can you sell snacks to them? There are so many things that we can do. We just need to be creative because the need is there. And then the third thing I want to talk about in the extra income category is to start an online business. I was blown away when I found out that people sell stickers, stickers on Etsy and make a lot of money from it. I'm telling you, just be creative. If you are a crafty person, you can create things. Think about some fun things. Look around your kitchen. What things can you do? Can you create labels for, for spices, 
what can you do? What, what are the fun things that you can do? And you can sell those things on places like Etsy. You can sell masks, T-shirts, specialty items for, for events like birthdays, weddings, anniversaries. What is it that, are you in a group? You go to a church. What is it that you, what kind of service that you can provide? Can you start an online business with that service? Again, just keep the goal in mind that you're trying to build an emergency fund. And even if you don't do it forever and ever, just to get started to fund that fund. Now, the second thing I said I wanted to talk about was the impacts of not having emergency fund. And think about it. When you are stressed from not having an emergency fund or not having enough money, what kind of things happen? We Health issues. We end up with stress, high blood pressure, all kinds of things because that not having that emergency fund started the snowball effect or the snowball impact of other things. Like now, because I don't have a, an emergency fund, I have to go do payday loans. And then we end up losing our assets. I've heard too many horror stories of people losing their cars. Now you can't get to work. You need to go to work to be able to make the money to pay back the loan. But because you didn't have that emergency fund, you got into the payday loan and those crazy, stupid interest rates. Now you can't pay that. You lose your car and it compounds the issue because now you can't get to work. You're depending on other people to take you to work. You're take, depending on uh, public transportation if it exists in your area. And then you're late all the time. You get fired. Now everything is compounded. And I know this is, this is, this scenario that I'm painting is really like, the extreme, but it does happen. And that's from not having that cushion, just making that initial sacrifice to get that cushion can create such a peace of mind. One of the things that, that can impact you not having an emergency fund, again, is the chance to be fired from your job because of lack of performance. If you're worried about not having money and not being able to pay your bills, you're not going to give 100% on your job. It's going to be difficult because that's going to overshadow everything. And again, that can cause, you know, compound effect. That can cause a snowball effect of other things happening. So I know, again, this sounds like it's to the extreme, but I have seen it. I have seen it in the way, in me helping other people with their finances not having that emergency fund can lead to so many other things. And so I implore you to consider some of the ways that you can make some extra money to fund that emergency, because I promise you the peace of mind, knowing that if somebody, if my boss were to call me today and say, you're fired, knowing that I have at least eight months of money saved in my emergency fund. And I'm not talking investments. I'm not talking about 401k. I'm not talking any of that stuff. I'm talking cash that I have set aside for just such an emergency. Knowing that I have that, it, it's a peace of mind. I'm to the point where I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'm fired, fine. Because I have that cushion and I want you to get there. I want you to have that peace of mind because there is nothing like it. Anyway, the last thing I said I wanted to talk about was this new employer trend where what has happened is the pandemic has highlighted 
and exasperated the lack of preparedness that Americans have for financial emergencies. Studies showed before the pandemic that people would not be able to handle emergencies. But this pandemic, as highlighted, it has made this issue even more apparent. So some employers have created workplace programs to help workers build emergency funds. And some of them offer automatic payroll deductions. Some offer interest as high as 36%. Now, I'm a little bit torn because I'm saying to myself, the reason a lot of people are not able to fund their emergency savings is because they don't even make a living wage. <laughs> they don't even make a living wage. So if I don't make a living wage, my concern is not an emergency fund. My concern is how can I pay these regular bills, okay? So, you know, and as much as employers are aware that employees can't give 100% when they're stressed about financial issues, you know, if I don't have a place to sleep, I'm not care. I don't care about emergency fund, right? So, but they're aware of that and they are trying to fix it. And I don't expect employers to fix all employee issues. But again, as I said, I'm torn because if you're not paying me a living wage, and for me, my definition of a, of a living wage is being paid enough that I can manage at least the rent in the area that I live in. If I cannot pay even the basic rent that I live in, because for budget, for food, I, I, can, I can make that work. I can make my budget. I can, I can shop, you know, like I'm in college still. I can, I can cook like I'm in college, college still, right? I can, I can maneuver that, but I don't have any control over, over the rent that I am asked to pay. And I'm not talking mortgage, I'm talking rent for the basic rent, okay? And so if I cannot afford the basic rent, then I am not being paid a living wage. And, and, and that's what has me torn with this new program that employers are doing, where they are trying to get employees to save money. And they are trying to fund the um, emergency savings account for employees. And they are you're offering these high interest rates so that they can, they can be attractive for employees. But again, you pay me that and you put that money in that emergency fund, I'm going to be spending that because I still need to pay the basic bills and I can't pay them on the salary you pay me. So on one hand, again, I'm torn because it's they're trying to do something. But then on the other hand, if you're not paying me enough, a basic enough wage where I can live, then that's providing an emergency fund is no. I know there are people who will won't take advantage of, you know, saving no matter what you offer because there are people who lifestyle creep is the name of the game for them. As soon as their spend, their income is increased, their spending increases. And no matter what you offer, no matter what kind of incentive you offer, they're going to do that. So I'm not talking about those people. I'm taking those out of the equation. I'm more concerned about the ones that are really, really interested in building that emergency fund, but they don't make enough. So I hope the things that I mentioned above, like trying to find ways to increase your income, find ways to cut expenses, that those things can help you to consider how you can build that emergency fund. Because I promise you, it has given me peace of mind and I know it will do the same for you. So I just want to remind you to be, be intentional 
and realize that building an emergency fund is a short-term sacrifice for a potentially long-term gain. And we cannot underestimate the negative effects of not having an emergency fund because it can create all kinds of unhealthy cyclical issues. And again, I wanna remind you, this is only a short-term thing. You are building an emergency fund so that you can have the peace of mind that you need. So let's... Thanks for listening to the Sev Talks Money podcast. Find us on sevtalksmoney.com, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. See you next time.